Amen. I know you've been standing. Won't you stand again as we honor the reading of God's Word? And if you've got your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. I want to read to you a familiar story this time of year. And I want to talk to you from this topic. The impossible still happens. The impossible still happens. Luke chapter 1, beginning with verse number 26. Are you ready to hear the word of the Lord? Excuse me, I got a little sniffle, but I'm doing good. Listen, I want to just tell you this morning, I know it's Christmas, and I know this is the kind of mornings we just go through the motions because we're supposed to be here on Christmas. But listen, I believe if you showed up today, it's because you want to hear a word from the Lord. And I showed up ready to preach, so if you'll help me, we're going to have a good time this morning. Amen? Amen. Three of y'all going to help me. Amen. Luke chapter 26. We are the kind of church you can talk back. Um, you can say, amen, hallelujah, preach it, white boy, whatever you need to say this morning. Luke chapter 1, verse 26. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I don't know about you, but I'd rather find favor with God than favor with thousands of people. Amen. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be? Since I do not know a man. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now indeed Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word and the angel departed from her father we thank you for your word this morning lord thank you for what today represents what a, lord there's no other place i'd rather be than in your presence on christmas celebrating your birthday father thank you for us gathered together today to celebrate you we just appreciate all that you have done in our life and we just pray right now help us to leave here encouraged and strengthened in Jesus name we pray by the power of the Holy Spirit all God's people together said amen, amen. look at your neighbor and say you're not nearly as bad as your in-laws thinking you may be seated I like to say that during holidays. Some of y'all need to hear that today. Her question was legitimate. How can this be? Her reasoning was legitimate. I don't know a man. I know how this works. And there's no way that I can be having a child. But I believe what Mary forgot to take into account in that moment was she wasn't dealing with something natural. She was dealing with something supernatural. She was right 
In the natural, it made no sense. This belief that we, that, we, that we hold to is very important. There are some things about Christianity that different churches believe, and they're not what we call salvific or salvation issues. Different churches have different views of different things, and it's not a heaven or hell type issue or even a basic foundation of Christianity. But there are certain things that we all hold to as Christians, and if you step outside of that, you're called a heretic or it's heresy. And one of those things is the virgin birth. If you, if you read the Nicene, Creed and the Apostles' Creed that give us kind of the foundational beliefs of Christianity, both of them say that Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. It's important that we believe that. It's important we understand that, that this was not a natural thing that took place. In the natural, it makes no sense. In the natural, there's no way possible this can happen. But the awesome thing is this, we don't serve a natural God, we serve a supernatural God. And with man, when it says it's impossible, God God says, you know what, that's the kind of work I love to do. When things look impossible, that's where I do my best work. So let me show up because I am not the God of the possible, but I am the God of the impossible. And I can do what man cannot do. Amen. Here's Mary, who, and it's interesting to me, because Mary is visited by an angel. And there's many scriptures throughout the Bible where places where women were visited by angels. The first one we see is in a garden. Do you realize we call him a serpent? That's what he was in the form of in that moment. But he was actually an angel before that. He is a fallen angel. And his name is Satan. And he visits Eve in the garden. And Pastor Rich Velotis says this, that in Mary we find the new Eve. Because Eve said, give it to me. Let me have it. And Mary said, let it be according to your word. In, 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 in Eve, we see she is created out of the side of Adam. But guess what? In Mary, the new Eve, she carries the second Adam. She carries the new Adam. She carries him and the new Adam actually comes out of her. I love this idea that Jesus is the second Adam. Because what Adam did, what Adam lost, what Adam messed up, the first Adam, the second Adam comes on the scene to take care of it. Here's what Paul says in Romans 5, 17, for if by one man's offense death reigned through the one much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ therefore as through one man's offense judgment came to all men resulting in condemnation even so through one man's righteous act the free gift came to all men resulting in justification of life listen to this for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners, so also by one man's obedience many will be made righteous. Moreover, the law entered that the offense might abound. But where sin abounded, grace did much more abound, or grace abounded even more. The first Adam brought death, but the second Adam brought life. The first Adam brought a mess and brought sin into the world. But the second Adam that was conceived by the Holy Spirit, listen, the first Adam, Adam was made by dust. The first Adam, God breathed life into him. But the second Adam was conceived in the womb of a virgin by the Holy Ghost. And he comes out sinless. And his name is Jesus. And he dies for the sins of the world. And the second Adam took care of what the first Adam messed up from the beginning. I'm ready to preach if you're ready to help me this morning. Amen. But I believe many times the reason we don't see the impossible happen in our life 
We may believe it. We say, I believe that, that Christ came. I can reign with him. And he came to take care of things. But you know what I believe part of it is? We give up too easily. We give up too easily before we see it happen. Yesterday, um, we were out buying some, some gifts. And uh, Sarah had sent me on a, with a, a list to go buy some stuff. And, and I took Benjamin with me. Um, you, know, you know, your moms know anytime one of the kids can be taken off your hands, that's usually a good thing. So I said, let me load Benjamin up. I'll take him with me, give you some time at the house to do things. And so Benjamin and I go shopping, and we get to a store in Moore that we're shopping at. And Benjamin, if you know my son, he wants to say hello to everybody. I thought I was extroverted until I met my kids, both of them. It's on, honestly, it's awkward. I never thought it, being this extroverted would be awkward, but they say hey to everybody. So I, I'm talking to people all the time that I don't know who they are, and they don't know me. Well, yesterday, we get up to the register, and it's a long counter, and there's a young man standing there. He wasn't being rude. I put this on social media. I don't want to sound like he, the guy was being rude. He was just very distracted with everything going on, a lot of people shopping. He's talking to his coworker, and Benjamin's over there, and he's in a little cart so he can't really see him. Benjamin's going hello and waving and the guy just keeps working and Benjamin says hello and waves and the guy keeps working a third time hello and waves and the guy's not paying and finally out loud Benjamin said why is this guy not talking to me <laughs> he just said it out loud and then the guy rings us up I don't say anything I just laugh the guy rings us up and we get ready to leave, and once again, Benjamin, this time, he's not saying hello anymore. He says bye to the guy, and, the, and the, it was a young kid. He realized what was going on, and he says, oh, bye, see you later, and we walked out the door. And I told Benjamin as I was pushing him out, I said, thank you for your persistence in wanting that, young, that guy to talk to you. And I was driving home. Benjamin was, was watching my phone, and so I was just kind of driving and thinking I should be driving without my phone anyway. I just made it sound like most of the time it sounded terrible. But I'm driving, and I'm just thinking. And I feel like the Holy Spirit said, how many times do you give up too easily when if you would just persist, I have something in store for you? And Mary could have said, you know what? I'm out of here. This is crazy. I'm, this is, this, there's no way possible. But I believe because Mary trusted the Lord and held on, I believe because she was willing to be persistent because of this, she saw the impossible in her life. The next thing I love about this story, and I don't, I don't ever really think about this part of the story very often, but the angel says, by the way, if you don't believe me, go talk to your relative named Elizabeth. And she's six months pregnant, and she was the one, I preached on this Wednesday, this last Wednesday night here, but she was the one who has been barren. Here's Elizabeth who's been barren, who's in old age, and hasn't been able to have a child. And Mary, just to prove to you what I'm saying is true, I want you to go and talk to Elizabeth, because I believe this, when God gives you a word, God will confirm that word. The Bible says he confirms his word in the mouth of two or three witnesses. Sometimes you say, Lord, is this you, or is this the pizza I had last night talking to me this morning? I'm not sure which one, but I believe when it's a word from the Lord, you can know he will confirm it. And when God's word is confirmed, you can take it to the bank. Baby, he is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. If he said it, it's going to happen. And the angel says, if you don't believe me, just go talk to Elizabeth. And she'll show you that I've already done the impossible in her life. And Mary, I promise you, if you'll hold on, you're going to see the impossible happen in your life as well. And how many of us have given up on God? How many of us have given up on our life? How many of us say, I 
I can't have peace. I can't have joy. I can't be free from this addiction. I can't be, have the life I want. I can't have the family I want. I can't have the job I want. It is impossible. And God says, you are right with man. It is impossible. But if you'll let me get in the mix, I am the God who can make the possible happen out of the impossible. And I love Mary's word, Mary's answer. Be it unto me according to your word. In other words, angel, if, if what you're saying is true, be it unto me according to what you say. Let it be. In other words, I don't know how it's going to happen, but I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to fuss. I'm not going to gripe. I'm going to take you at your word. And listen, this is another thing I don't remember thinking about too much, but this is important. Mary goes on. I didn't read this part, but she goes on to sing a song. It's called the Magnificat or Mary song. And in the Magnificat, Mary quotes the Old Testament. Several times she quotes scriptures in her singing of the Old Testament. I just felt like this week the Lord reminded me, you know why Mary could take the angel at his word? Because Mary knew the word. It's the Old Testament. It's different than our word now. It was the Old Testament, but she knew the word of God. And because she knew the word, she could take him at his word. And I want you to know today, why do you need to get the word in you? Because when God speaks to you, if you've got the word of God inside of you, you know it makes sense. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Your word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. And when you've got the word of God inside of you and God speaks to you, then all of a sudden, you know it lines up with his word and when it lines up with his word you can say let it be according to your word listen the angel spoke it and Mary said let it happen when I was growing up we used to say God said it I believe it that settles it let me tell you something I don't care if you believe it or not if God said it that settles it you understand the belief part is just the fact is the fact are you going to step out in faith on it but the truth is if God said it it's it, it don't matter that settles it right there but the important part through that is this do you believe it enough to step out on it do you believe it enough here's Mary who doesn't know what's going on but she believes it enough to go tell Elizabeth the same things happened to me but it doesn't make any sense i don't know how this is going to happen i know how i'm going to look to society I know what people are going to think. I know when I go tell Joseph, I promise you, it's the Holy Spirit. That's the worst excuse ever for an unplanned pregnancy. And it's not his. And he's the, the, the fiance. And she says, it's the Holy Spirit, I promise you. But listen, it was because she could take the angel at his word. Because she knew the word. And by the way, she carried the word. Amen. She carried the word in her. And when you begin to live like that, when you begin to understand that, you know what? Even though times are tough, even though things are difficult, even though this might not be the easiest Christmas I've ever gone through, you know what? I believe I serve the God of the impossible. And because of that, today I can be encouraged. Today I can leave here knowing that God is with me. That is the promise of Scripture. If the worship team will join me right now, I would appreciate that. Listen, I wish I could tell you that Scripture promised us that you would have no problem. I wish I could tell you that scripture promised us that once Jesus came, everything's good. And so there's nobody ever has a problem. No more sickness, no more pain, no more death. But the Bible does not promise us that. 
Matter of fact, my least favorite promise in the Bible is this one. In this world, you will have troubles. I wish that verse was not in there. It's a, it's a, it's a promise. In other words, it's a truth that Jesus said, in this world, you will have problems. But listen, if that was the end of the scripture, then there's no reason for us to be here today. We might as well be in our pajamas back home, sipping on hot chocolate, looking at Christmas lights, waiting for whatever, you know, lunch to get here. But here's the reason that we celebrate today is because that's not the end of that scripture. In this world, you will have trouble, but be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. Yes, there's trouble. Yes, there's problems. Yes, that you're not. Yes, it's going to feel like you're by yourself and you have been abandoned. But what we celebrate today on Christmas is God is Emmanuel, God with us. That is the promise. The promise is I don't know what tomorrow is going to hold, but I know who's going to be walking with me tomorrow. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know who's walking beside me. And it's the same God that came 2,000 years ago to be the light of the world. Would you stand to your feet? We're going to sing this song, begin this song. I want to ask you this. If today you um, did not receive a candle, as we sing this song, if you'll lift up your hands, we're going to pray at the end of this later on for some needs. But right now, if if you don't have a candle, as we sing this song, just lift your hands and one of our ushers will give you a candle. We're going to go into our candlelight service in just a moment. Amen. Let's sing the song. just a moment, but I want to say a prayer before we do this. I asked specifically for this song today because I love what the beginning says, light of the world. You stepped out into darkness. But one of my favorite lines in this song says, it comes from the book of the Song of Solomon, and the writer says, you are altogether lovely. In the Song of Solomon, if you know the story, the Shulamite woman is trying to describe her lover, her boyfriend, her her two her girlfriends. So she begins to say, well, his hair is beautiful. Man, his teeth are good. And, and she begins to say, he's got all those muscles, you know. Woo. And, and, and she tries to describe him. He, ladies, he is all that in a bag of chips. He is good. But she gets to the place where she realizes words are not enough. And so she says, you know what? All I can say is he is all together 
every bit of him. He's altogether lovely. And the truth is this. I try to tell people about Jesus, and I try to describe what he's done for me, and I try to say he can give you peace, and he can give you joy, and he can give you hope, and he's beautiful, and he's marvelous, and he's magnificent. But at the end of the day, the truth is my, my words, my English vernacular fails in being able to describe how good God is. And all I can say is he is all together lovely. Every bit of him is lovely. Every bit of him is good. He is full of goodness and he is full of life. And today, I want you to know he is all together lovely. Listen, we're gonna, in a moment we're going to do this because I want this to symbolize light in darkness. But before we do that, I want to have one prayer. And I want to ask you right now, if you would just close your eyes for a moment. And if you say, Pastor, I'm struggling this time of year, I'm discouraged right now, and I just need the King of Glory to give me strength today. Would you just lift your hands where you're at right now? We're going to pray for you right there. Father, I just thank you. You see these hands. And Lord, you know this is a tough time for so many. But Lord, you came 2,000 years ago to be the light in the darkness. And Father, we just say you are all together lovely today. You are good. Everything about you is good. And Father, I just pray today for those discouraged. May they leave here encouraged. May they leave here knowing that you love them and you care for them and that you are walking with them right now. They are not alone in this season of life, but that you are with them in every moment. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. As we continue to sing this song, let's just light our candles. And I want you to notice the light and realize even in the darkness right now, the light of Christ is still shining. Amen. Amen. If you'll please light the candles.
Father, I thank you 2,000 years ago. The Word was made flesh and dwelt among Him. We beheld His glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Father, I thank you that your light has shined in the darkness. And Father, right now, any darkness, any place in our life where the enemy wants to camp out, where the enemy wants to just say, that will never have light. Father, I speak to those places right now. For those that are discouraged today, those dealing with depression, those that say, Lord, it just feels dark around me. Father, I pray in the name of Jesus that the light of Christ will shine bright. Thank you for your light 2,000 years ago, piercing the darkness and us celebrating the birthday of Jesus today. Father, we just say, Jesus, happy birthday. Thank you. Amen and amen. You may blow out your candle at this moment.